the Probably Bad podcast is a whole 75 fortnights old. And you know what that means? Absolutely nothing. Thanks to our patrons, Scribbles and Carlo. Which is definitely bad. I'm pencil. I'm paper. That was a long pause. Were you trying to convince yourself that it's a podcast? <laughs> you can never be too skeptical. A podcast? Question mark. A um, podcast or an elaborate psychological experiment on me. But either way, today's probably bad RPG idea is board of the standard elf subraces. Your setting has five. Scary elves, sporty elves, baby elves, ginger elves, and posh elves. Like, I really like this idea because the comments could be very easily divided into people who know what the Spice Girls are and people who don't know what the Spice Girls are. And it's interesting to look at that from a demographic response. I, I did not know that the second group existed, and this fascinates me. Yeah, I think it was... I assume it was just Americans, but yeah, there was a lot of people who were like, this seems bizarrely arbitrary or attempting to put actual elves into them, and then others recognised it was a Spice Girls reference. Uh, Spice Girls were a British pop band who had Scary Spice, Sporty Spice, Baby Spice, Ginger Spice and Posh Spice. I'm not just making up random, random adjectives. You say about trying to sort existing elves into these categories, but we can agree that high elves are posh elves. High elves are posh elves. Drow are scary elves. I'm not so sure about the other ones. I mean, baby elves are just elves that are babies. That's like yeah. That's like the Eevee that evolves yeah. into the other four. I feel like you could have an elf because elves don't age. That's the whole thing. I mean, and they do. Have... It's just very slow. Yeah, do you have an elf subspecies that just doesn't age and thus is born a uh, is born a baby? Born a baby. <laughs> Unlike every other species. Yeah, that's what distinguishes babies. Most elves are born fully grown. It's extremely unpleasant, and that's why their why their like reproduction rate is so low. Um, and they just stay a baby, but like they still have awesome magic powers. They're just a baby. Do they? Like, are they physically and mentally a baby, or do they become, like, a 700-year-old magical being in a baby's body? Like, no, they retain, like, they still retain, like, the pers- like the psychology of a baby, but they have, like, adult-level intelligence and magical powers. This seems concerning. Yeah. I don't want to combine centuries of magical knowledge with lack of object permanence. Yeah. Like, they just want hugs and they're willing to shoot fireballs to get it. I'm trying to work out what kind of sports elves would do, because my immediate thought was lacrosse, but I don't know if that's just, like, elves are posh, lacrosse is posh. Yeah, I think, I mean, elves are, elves are like woodland dwellers. Mm-hmm. Um... And their thing, so I feel like, you know, hunting or maybe athletics if they're jumping up and down trees. Yeah. Sporty elves are just really good at climbing trees. Yeah. Um, what other kinds of elves exist? <laughs> Define exist. 
Uh, I'll reel and in the room as we speak. Uh, subscribe to our Patreon and we will send you an actual genuine elf. It's okay, they're not officially recognised as sentient beings. Same. Um, I, I like to imagine that the ginger elves are just regular elves with ginger hair who are just like, hey. Uh, I like to imagine like ginger elves are just humans with ginger hair. They just get adopted by the elves like, yeah. you're weird, you're probably an elf. There's a, there's a setting where elves are just all weird humans. Yeah, so scary... I feel like... So the obvious thing for scary elves are the drow. But I also think, like, werewolf elves. Oh. Because I think were-elves... No, were-elves would be a person who turns into an elf. Uh, werewolf elves, I assume... Yeah, so turn it would in... be like an, an elf-wolf? Yeah, elf-wolves. The construction? Sure, okay. Elf-wolves would be elves who turn... Like, I imagine they turn to a really fancy wolf... Turn into poodles. Yeah, like they turn to a poodle, but like a huge, very aggressive poodle. Dire poodle. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I imagine they just... Because, like, you know, uh, I don't know what the term for dwarf werewolf is, but they turn into, like, a sort of very hench wolf, mm -hmm. and elf wolves would turn into a very fancy wolf. Um halflings would turn into, like, a sausage dog. I don't think that was the point of the question, but that's my opinion on werewolf um, elves. The question is, like, how much do they adhere to the Spice Girls? Like, at some point, did the ginger elves leave to form their own society? Yes, I think... Okay, so I don't know enough about the Spice Girls, but we do need Basically, to Basically, Ginger Spice left at one point to go solo. Yeah. Is the thing I'm referencing. And yeah, I feel like you can figure out all of elf history by lo looking up Spice Girls trivia. Famously, if you want an elf to join your join your team, you've got to get with their friends. Mm -hmm. and the posh elves formed an alliance with the sporty humans. I've reached the end of my Spice Girls knowledge. I only knew two things. I like the implication that scary elves, sporty elves, baby elves, ginger elves, and posh elves aren't just for elves. Every species has scary, sporty, baby, ginger, and posh versions. Well, yeah, it's it's the new alignment chart. I'm chaotic baby. <laughs> like, because you, know, like, you don't really get, like, dire humans or, you know, evil humans as, like, their own subspecies like you do with other species. I mean, there's a lot to say about... D&D &D and the concept of being inherently evil, let's be honest. There is. But yeah, like, scary humans, or, again, werewolves, as they are also known. <laughs> We're just establishing that the scary version of every species is just werewolves. Yeah, and baby humans are a thing. Yeah, although humans that remain baby, not so much. Yeah, I feel... I feel like, you know, if you, like, you could have the humans who found a method of immortality, but they're now all toddlers. If they found a method of... Someone found the the way to become immortal and spilled it on their newborn, and now we have baby humans. I've created an immortality crop duster. Okay, that's going in the title. <laughs> I just fly over a city and spray everyone with live forever juice. But yeah, and like, baby dwarves are definitely a thing. 
Oh yeah, just really hairy babies. Yeah. Or like poodles, as they are sometimes known. I mean, a lot of people do call their pets fur babies. What if they're furbies? <laughs> if you have a furby for long enough, it just grows into a dwarf and starts mining through the floor. Unless it's been a victim of the immortality crop duster. Yeah. Remember, if you get a Furby, dump it in some immortality juice or it will dig too deep and unleash a Balrog on your living room. I mean, Furbies always give that kind of vibe anyway. Hmm. Yeah, but don't have a Furby. Is, is If we're going back to, like, 90s things with the Spice Girls, why, why would you want one of those? <laughs> what possible benefit do you get from a freakish thing that is slowly learning how to manipulate you? I mean, people love social media. That's true. Oh my god, do Furbies run Facebook? I'm not trying to picture, like, Fantasy Olympics with the sporty versions of every species. Yeah, yeah so you have two, like, factions where you've got the dwarves and elves and humans on one side and the orcs and trolls and goblins on the other. And that all leads to a lot of misery because everyone's stabbing each other. So instead, they have to deal with things via the Olympics. I suddenly have a mighty need for posh goblin. <laughs> Posh, I feel like Posh Goblin is like, they're still like covered in mud, but it's like gold flaked mud. <laughs> I'm picturing like a gentleman thief. Yeah. But absolutely filthy. Yeah, like they're just like discussing the bouquet of various insects they're eating. Like he's there with like a very delicate mustache, like, ha ha, you've caught me. <laughs> Just completely caked in shit. <laughs> I want to play this character. The posh goblins have escaped to like swamps, but they're still just like covered in mud inexplicably, but it's over really fancy suits. It turns out they actually sweat slime. Mm. I was thinking more kind of like they're very, like they're, they've got a mustache and suits like. Hello, human, you have captured me. And then as soon as the human turns their back, they jump into a mud puddle and roll around shrieking. And then when the human turns around, they're sitting there sipping a martini. Which is also just mud. Yeah. It's mud with a beetle in it. Martini. But yeah, you need to you need to like beat the orcs in an Olympics um competition. Or nothing particularly will happen, but they will get the medal and you won't. The orcs will be smug about it for the next four years. That's where posh orcs come from. Yeah, they spend all of their Olympics money on the fanciest of blood ale. We have fancy blood. We literally have blue blood. It took us a lot of money to get all the dye. <laughs> it's made us very ill. Please help. <laughs> the baby orcs are all dead. Should we move on to questions? Yeah. I'm not sure we came up with any RPG ideas there rather than incoherent nonsense, but questions. Let's see. Yeah, we did, and it's Posh Goblin, who I will be playing at some point. Our first question is from Blatella. I've been workshopping a superhero setting where no one has inherent powers and instead derived a power from magical items. Some highlights include Polyarmory, who blares the sheath of many blades, which contains her entire collection of swords, Ralphiesa, who rails to Beelzebauble, a ring that grants the control over flies, and the Afterbird, whose Phoenix shackle grants him control over, but not immunity, to fire. 
You two are my favourite source of probably bad super ideas. I'd like to hear your thoughts. What are some really shit magical items you can imagine superheroes and villains basing themselves around? I feel like it's an added challenge because these are some good puns. They are. I can't think of a pun, but like a mask that makes you invisible, but only the parts of you the mask is covering. So you just get a see-through head? Yeah. I would love to know how a supervillain could base themselves around this. The Headless Horseman. It defeats the entire point of immortality because you are riding around on a horse. But it does look like you are alive with no head, and that might intimidate some people. True. So there was an actual D&D item, and I can't remember what it's called, but it's a cursed hat, and you wear the hat, and everyone who looks at you sees you as the person they hate most. And I feel you could definitely make a power around that. If nothing else, it would confuse the hell out of people. Yeah. And, like, you could just go and do crimes and no one would actually know who did it. That's fair. Like, people would be very willing to go, yeah, might that asshole from work rob the bank. Except when people who work at 50 different places are saying this. I like to imagine that, by coincidence, it's the same asshole with multiple different jobs. Everyone just really hates this guy. I'm picturing... I don't know why, but my brain has gone to some sort of, like, reverse umbrella. Hmm. Uh, explain? You pop, pop it open and water just comes out of it. Possibly some sort of caustic substance rather than actual water. Like an acid umbrella or something. Hmm. So you open it and then the water acid, like, falls over you immediately. I mean, I meant out of the top. But there, okay. is, but there is also the option of an umbrella that you open it, you get soaked in rain, but you can also control the water. I feel like an umbrella that attracts rain rather than... So all the rain in the storm falls on you or on your umbrella. To, to what end? I don't know. It, it confuses <laughs> people. I like that because we haven't prepared for this at all. We're just like, what is the most confusing object? I've invented a Rubik's Cube, and each combination of colours has a different effect, which means it has, like, however many trillion possible combinations a Rubik's Cube has. But to get one, you have to stand there going through all of the different combinations. It does random magical bullshit. Okay, I have have an actual one. Okay. Fun glasses. There's some cool shades. You put them on. You're instantly the life of the party and you can get away with anything because people are like, oh, he's such a card. I should like that. Yeah, I feel, yeah, you could easily do like, you could do a lot of robbery and people are like, ah, classic Jeff always stealing my shit. There are 43 quintillion possible Rubik's Cube combinations. Each with a different power. Yeah. If you can get the cube to it. Yeah, and obviously as you're doing it, it's doing the different powers. Like, I think... So what might be interesting is you had a, like something which had like a genuinely impressive power, like say it can shoot, say it can shoot a blast that's incredibly destructive. Uh, but you can only use it like on the first full moon of a month or something. So for a very limited amount of time, you're extremely powerful. But then you've got to run very quickly. You get to blackmail people if you're fast. Hmm. I have a sword that looks really, really, really cool and powerful, like it's glowing and it's fiery and it's doing like that orchestral hum. It doesn't do anything. It's a shitty sword, but it looks really cool, and I'm hoping people don't want to mess with me while I have it. 
I have replaced my dick with a staff of summon insect swarm. See, the only problem with that is this sounds more like a, a Mutants and Masterminds kind of deal rather than mm. D&D. True. That's the one issue with this. Everything else here is great ideas. You have a suit of armor. It's indestructible. Uh, it can't move. So you have to carry it around with you, and it looks like someone's about to attack you. Quickly get into it, and then get out when when the attack's over. Or have someone carry you around in like a wheelbarrow. I like this. Hmm. Like if you had a super strong person, they could they could find it very useful. They're just picking you up and like throwing you at people. It would be a bit unpleasant for you, and I admit that the person is a bit like redundant here. But it would be a good one for a supervillain because superheroes are like no no collateral damage, so like you can just use your armor mover as a human shield. I have a big there's a big problem with my ring of massive collateral damage. <laughs> what it does is it shoots a lightning bolt at the person I want want to shoot a lightning bolt. And then it shoots another lightning bolt at ten random people somewhere on Earth. I'm noticing we're coming up with a lot more villain items than hero ones. <laughs> This is my ring of morally dubious power. It get boosts all my stats to 30 as long as I put a baby in it every few hours. The thing is, I can see plenty of RPGs putting that out and going, look how deep and morally complex we are. We have the yeah. baby-powered super strength armor. I love the ring of massive collateral damage, because it must have been designed specifically to do that purely to be a dick. I don't think we're going to top the ring of massive collateral damage, honestly. Yeah, it's like you can shoot the lightning bolt as many people as you like, but for each person you shoot, it does sap 10 random people somewhere on Earth. So our next question is anonymous. What beauty treatments do you think orcs have is for one shot? Apparently they dye their blood blue. I do like that because it would, it would make a difference to your skin tone, but in a really hmm. roundabout way. And then it just looked really cool on the battlefield. I like the idea that orcs dye their blood. They have like non-toxic dyes, mm -hmm. and they just they just dye their blood cool colors. I like to imagine they have some sort of equivalent of nail polish as well to put on on horns. Hmm. Do orcs have horns? I don't remember. They have tusks. Yeah, like the tusk. Your tusks don't go in your mouth, so you can you can put nail nail varnish on your tusks. Yeah. I like to think they wear really fancy, like, uh, Elizabethan-style wigs. I have no justification for this whatsoever, but I like to think they do that. Not really an era known for its wigs, I have to say. Wait, which era am I thinking of? I think I'm thinking of pre-revolutionary France. Full disclaimer, I'm not a historian. <laughs> I can picture them doing this well. You know, like, um, like Harold Bluetooth? Yeah. Doing that with their tusks. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of tusk beauty with an orc. Yeah, like you, there's a lot of space to work with for embedding stuff. Mm. The really metal ones get tusk piercings, which constantly hurt, mm. but look awesome. I think orcs like have piercings, but they put them on other people. So it's like a sword, and they stab you with the sword, but when they take the sword out, it leaves behind like a piercing, and it's like, now you look cool. So now I'm imagining orcs having invented, like, guns, mm. but it's specifically the piercing guns you get at Claire's. Yeah. 
all orcs are like bedazzled. They're all just covered in brightly coloured, like shiny stickers. Okay, you said bedazzled, not bedazzled. I did say bedazzled, uh, although I was going with the other one too. All orcs are bedazzled. I like the idea of orcs, like if they take prisoners, giving them unique piercings, almost like, you know, those earrings you get on cows. Yeah. I like the idea of like orcs kidnap you, like break into a town, kidnap all the people give them makeovers and send them back and they've done the, done up the town like in those um, house renovation shows. <laughs> orcs are motivated by how ugly and unfashionable humans are. An orc walking into a house saying it's got good bones is both a promise and a threat. Yeah, it's got good bones and by the time I'm finished it will have more. I'm sorry, I can't stop thinking about orc for jazzling. <laughs> That's one of their weapons. Like, is is this a setting in which orcs fight naked in order for you to see the vajazzles, or they just they just send like a letter to um, the people they're raiding with? We've bejazzled in vajazzled in preparation for the attack, and the people are so baffled by what that means that they don't put up much of a defense when the orcs attack. Do we think it provides extra armor? Like not a lot, but maybe just an extra one to AC. I'd say it provides extra one to AC of someone specifically shooting you in the vagina. Which highest, probably... highest status orcs go further up. Like there's ones that have it like right up to the waists is just rhinestones. I have vajazzled my entire body, I yell as I pick up a knight and throw him at someone. <laughs> oh, like a violent disco ball. <laughs> Like so, orcs tend to have like these kind of like you know names like the blood blood drinker or the bone stealer, and I love the violent disco ball as a horde leader. <laughs> it's for like a D twenty modern thing. Like the orcs have invented disco specifically because they are head to toe bejazzled. The orcs are just like furiously disco dancing towards you. I mean, I would be scared. Yeah, I just the disco. Yeah, I don't know enough eighties dance songs to know which would be funniest for an army of orcs dressed like eighties disco dance would be. Macho man. Yeah, because they're they're so they're so strong and manly, and they will beat you up. Hmm. Goblins, meanwhile, are like techno dance music of like the early 2000s oh yeah they're throwing some shapes yeah you think the drow were like the 1950s kind of you know those 1950s songs they're all dressed in fedoras and suits it's like it's like west side story over by the drow they're just doing the finger clicking as they go towards you is that 50s probably Uh, not it is now. In this world, it is. I mean, I did mix up pre-revolutionary France and the Elizabethan. That is true. I mean, Elizabethan is technically... It is pre-French Revolution, just by longer. Yeah. Yeah, technically, every part... Like, large chunks of history could be described as pre-revolutionary France or post-revolutionary France. I mean, most of history is pre-revolutionary France, really. Yeah. I'm going to start talking about ancient Egypt as pre-revolutionary France. Um, 
I mean, it's not France, but it's pre-French Revolution. Yes, yeah, it's pre-revolutionary it's pre France. But yeah, so we've established that all... I don't think we established what orc beauty things did. I think we established a... We've established they dye their blood, pierce their horns, and vajazzle. Yeah. I hope this helps. So, thanks for listening. Um, if you want to support us for some bizarre reason, um, then you can go to patreon.com slash probablybadrpgideas where you can get access to a discord server you can get homebrew which in honor of last episode this month is the carbon monoxide elemental you can get bonus episodes you can get short rpgs made by pencil and our producer slash editor nick this if one have... is the meat voltron it is the meat voltron i'm very excited to see that because it's not finished as of recording um, if you have a question, you can message us at probably bad RPG ideas on Tumblr, bad probably on Twitter, or probably bad podcast at gmail.com. We still haven't had a question through Twitter, have we? No, well, uh, you could be the first. Send one quick while Twitter still exists. Yeah, um, but we're, we will always be on Tumblr because Tumblr is eternal. So find us on there at Probably Bad RPG Ideas. And, and remember, remember to have a, to have a probably day. bad day. Bye.